0: Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the city of the ancients, Atlantis. Greetings and welcome to Gatecast episode 174.
1: And also a very early morning greeting to our. Well, let's face it, a guest who's appearing so regularly we might throw him into the credits. We had them. (laughs) That was your cue, Brad.
2: Good morning, everyone. Brad here from Victoria, Australia. Back again for another Atlantis episode. Seem to be the the
0: more popular ones for me to join.
1: Uh, Brad is showing severe dedication since it's 4.15am where he is.
0: Dedication, insanity, the two are very close. Oh, the border often blurs. Yes.
1: I thought that was genius and insanity. That too. Yes, well, I'm at least 10 IQ points below genius, so I don't know how crazy I am. I- I'm not crazy, the voices in my head tell me so. <laughs> Come on, spin up. I'll see if I get a line this time. Yay, line.
0: You go look for your line. I found one. Yeah. Greetings, everybody. We're back for a Stargate Atlantis episode, the Defiant One. As we said, we've got a guest from Down Under. Brad? Becoming very popular. He's probably the only one daft enough to keep coming back.
1: Um, I think Jeff's done it. Though. I-, I don't know, we could say, there you go, I you can get us feedback. If someone could kindly compile a little bar chart broken down by season of how often we've had a guest and what guests we've had and who our most popular guest is, etc. And you know, anyone out there that's uh, sufficiently interested in statistics to do that, I really can't be arsed myself.
0: Doesn't <laughs> matter uh, anybody else could be bothered either.
1: <laughs> Never underestimate the degree of anal retentiveness to fans.
0: That's a commitment. While we're on the subject, of course, we've got a few episodes that have already been spoken for in the coming seasons pretty much guarantee that Jeff will be joining us in episodes in the future, and Brad as well. But we've got plenty of episodes open. If there's anybody out there that does want to join us, you can use Skype. And I've got a copy of the Region 2 SG1 or SGA. And if you haven't, we can provide that. We'd love to have you.
1: We need a couple of days' notice for that.
0: We always need a couple of days' notice. A week's notice. The longer the notice, the better to just sort out timing. Throw your hand up now, SGU episode 1. Getting early. (laughs) Yeah, that is early. (laughs) SG one episode two hundred is spoken for.
1: Yes, that won't be for a little while, will it? Oh will it is it this season?
0: No, it's not this season.
1: Oh goody. Oh. What? Looking at Splatterson's tweet, which came in about yeah. an hour ago, does he yawning smiley in it? Alright. hmm Obviously it doesn't show up on the phone. But uh, have you actually tweeted about this episode yet? No. Oh good. Well since I'm logged into Twitter I should fulfil what it is normally my task. Brad, do you have a Twitter? Yes. What is it again? At Bradmall. Yeah, terribly logical.
2: <laughs> I keep things easy. I'm Cheer not touching
1: that one. <laughs> oh, where am I going? You <laughs> wake up, go to work,
3: work, come home, eat dinner, rot your brain out, go to bed,
0: lather, rinse, repeat. Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus
3: on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty dot org slash blog.
0: Yeah, I dug my laptop out, charged the battery up. I hadn't been used for, what, this year? Plugged <laughs> the uh, headset in I use for recording Gatecast. And it sounds so much better on the laptop.
1: So you're actually using the laptop now?
0: No, I'm not using the laptop. I just wanted to see if it was something inherent with the... Uh, the microphone itself, or the computer, because the problems I'm having with the audio recording, it only seems to be recently.
1: I it? How do I sound on this headset on this PC, because both have changed recently? You sound pretty good. Yeah, sounds clear here. Right, I have tweeted. I have a tweet. So that's what Splatson was on the bed. I've just copped it. What? She was referring to you.
0: Oh, wow, what did I do?
1: Not you, Brad. Oh. Love you guys, but I wouldn't be up at 4am to record with you. <laughs> now that I've typed it in the tweet... Oh dear God, what did the last 23 minutes and 47 seconds ago? Yeah, if I go out and go back in, do I reset the line? I figured after uh, being sat there, paused for so long, you'd probably fallen asleep.
0: Yeah, better sleep than sorry.
1: Well, I don't want a two second pause and then try, are you ahead of me? Am I ahead of you? <laughs> we played that game far too often.
0: Yes.
2: Or <laughs> well, like last week, I just sit and listen and try and get my video feedback up.
0: <laughs> we have a little bit of news this week. Richard Dean Anderson and Terrell Rothery have just announced as guests of this year's DragonCon, which is in Atlanta between August 30th and September 2nd. Corin Nemec is still on the long road to recovery after his accident on the set of his last movie. Alas, the news isn't good for a quick return to full health, but you can keep abreast of his news via his Twitter, which is at I'm Corinne Brian J. Smith also announced on his Twitter, at Brian Smith, that he will be appearing in an upcoming episode of Blue Bloods. I watched the first season, but haven't watched second. My parents loved the show, though. On a more personal note, we got a nice little bump on the downloads for last month. After a steady decline, month after month, thanks to many reasons, some external, some internal, it was most gratifying, so a big thank you to everyone that have given us their time, even if it were just for one show. There you go, like I said, a little bit of news. And now on to the birthdays, and we have a bumper crop for the upcoming week commencing the 14th, and these are just a few of them. Up first is the unique Robert Carlyle who played Dr. Nicholas Rush on Stargate Universe and is currently playing Rumpelstiltskin in Once Upon a Time. On the 17th, Elena Huffman celebrates her birth. She was Lieutenant Tamara Johansson on Stargate Universe and she also appeared in Smallville, Painkiller Jane, Alphas and Supernatural. On the 18th, David Hewlett will be celebrating his gift to the world by being born. He brought to life Dr. Rodney McKay on both SG-1 and Atlantis as well as directing and producing features is currently putting the finishing touches to his sci-fi movie, Debug. Also on the 18th, Laura Minnell was born. She was an heir in the episode The Brotherhood on Stargate Atlantis, and starred as Nina Thoreau in Alphas. That's the birthdays this week. Let's get back to The Defiant One.
1: Diana actually came when I called her yesterday, which I find very disturbing. Having a ten-month-old kitten come when you call them is not what you expect.
0: No, it's out of the ordinary. Try it once, see if there's any tuna in it for her.
1: I don't give them fish very often. I give them what appears to be pouches of slightly expired food from the cooperative. They don't seem unduly harmed by it. Sit. Stay. Good cat. Are our respective kitties duly poised? Yep. Yep. Ready to go. Okay. Ever three. Every doe. ever hen. Flicky. Fade out. Fade in on. Starfield with a puddle jumper going. Zoom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Looks especially like the storm, doesn't it? <laughs> Nice, overhead funny shot. I still can't fly in a straight line.
4: He's up on the controls a little. Bit. Oh,
1: that's why. <laughs> why is. Is he not well?
4: I'm just seeing what this baby can do. <laughs> Did you just say this baby? That's perfectly appropriate space pilot parlance. <laughs> fly the baby in a straight line. I am flying in a straight line.
1: Who's the youngster? Who's the what? The guy in the right behind McKay. <laughs> Dr. Abrams,
0: played by Paul Miguel.
1: In space, all
4: motion is relative.
0: Hmm. Name sounds
1: familiar. These people don't appear well.
4: <laughs> you okay, Dr. Gall? <sighs> I, I get uh, motion sickness. <laughs> These things have inertial dampeners. You shouldn't feel a thing. Well, I, I know we're moving. That's enough for me.
0: Logic doesn't apply. You can see the star field going back oh, and Jesus forth, back and sure. forth.
3: Hmm. Brennan's the one who discovered the Lagrangian point satellite was out here. Elizabeth felt he should uh, see it for himself. Don't let go of
4: the controls. Snapping doesn't help. Sweat parents get someone else to teach your kids how to drive. I'm both insulted and touched
0: by that. How many other people are on Atlantis to choose from? You know, <laughs> got limited options.
1: <laughs> so he sees McKay as a child.
0: Not exactly an expert when it comes to flying jumpers.
1: I also get a giant snuffly.
0: Well, if they're all gun ports, that's a
1: Oh dear. A very well armed snuffly.
0: That's it. Look up guys. Be impressed. It's a bigger tennis ball we're using this week.
1: I thought Shepard uh, didn't need to hold the controls to flight.
0: Well, if we set the autopilot. The control system for the jumper is pretty uh, pathetic, really, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> you would have thought, like the chair, it would probably been a little squishy hand device.
3: It's as large as a Gould Mothership. This might be the single largest weapons platform ever constructed.
4: Probably the last line of defence before Atlantis. Any chance it's still operational? Because that would be a very good thing. Are you getting any energy readings? Negative. So it's dead.
3: Well, it warns closer scrutiny, but...
1: Yes, yeah, closer scrutiny. That's always a good idea.
3: <laughs> ...or its power source is depleted 10,000 years is a long time. We should still take a closer look. Wait, you've
0: got that close and hasn't fired yet. I'm
4: getting something in the ultra-low frequency range.
0: It's quite amazing they spotted it if it's a zero-energy output.
1: Uh, infrasem.
4: Where's it coming from? The
0: planet. Well, there'd have to be some reference to it in the database. <laughs> That's a control system. Just ask a question and the computer interprets it gives mm-hmm. you the answer.
1: Wraith right. <laughs> Not good, not good. Uh, have Shepard looked briefly constipated in their fancy credits? credit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's plenty of screenshots there for uh, the fans of Joe Flanagan. All right, then. The Defiant One, Season 1, Episode 12 of Stargate Atlantis. Written and directed by Peter DeLuise first aired in the UK January the 4th 2005 in the US on the Sci-Fi Channel they got it January the 28th so they must have taken their Christmas break which was very good of them
2: mm-hmm.
0: we've got a few shows that uh, shared the same episode title which is quite remarkable That Girl, Laverne and Shirley Sanford and Son and Generation O and The John Larroquette Show
1: mm-hmm.
0: never heard of it no but let's not worry about that Yeah. No. Peter DeLuise, the director and writer of this episode. He ended up directing seven episodes of Stargate Universe, six episodes of Stargate Atlantis, and 56 episodes of Stargate SG-1. He also produced 84 episodes of Stargate SG-1, wrote four episodes of Stargate Atlantis, and 18 episodes of Stargate SG-1. Very prolific in the uh, franchise. Yep.
4: You sure it's Wraith in this solar system?
0: Nice visual effect, that is. Mm-hmm.
4: figure the ancient satellite shot the Wraith ship down in the final battle for Atlantis. And it's still putting out a signal after thousands of years? It's a very weak signal.
0: I think we've proven now that both Atlantean and Wraith technology is very resilient. Mm-hmm.
3: So what are you saying? We have to go down and take a look. You have to. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Convincer. Convincer, her, he's saying.
1: <laughs> Adventure. Yeah, I was convincing her.
3: I should mention that the planet's atmosphere is extremely ionized. Radio communication could be difficult.
1: <laughs> shut up,
0: shut up. <laughs> he's the new guy, you know, he ain't quite got in yet. Yep, he's in McKay's shadow.
4: I agree with McKay. Of course you do. How could either of you resist
3: exploring a crashed alien spaceship? Exactly.
0: Now, why haven't they got visual communications?
1: Uh, hang on, Shepard never agrees with McKay.
0: When it comes to exploring, a chance to get out on another planet. Yeah, but it does bite him in the arse later on.
4: Three hours, it's hardly enough time. Jumper 1 out. Um, see new things and get
1: killed by them.
0: Yeah, opportunity to shoot something. Can't be bad. Buy something. Only McKay would carry lip balm.
1: That's not lip balm, it's chapstick.
0: And the differences.
1: It's complicated.
4: Knock it off, guys. spent the last 15 hours listening to you two.
0: Windy.
1: How can you tell? uh, That's where uh, a character's superhold moose went. Shepard took it off.
0: How can I tell? I can hear the wind.
1: Uh, I had volume lowered, and the subtitles don't say Wind.
0: This is the Richmond Sand Dunes, as uh, we discussed before we started recording the episode. This location was used many times for both Stargate SG-1 and SGA. And every time they went there, it got a little bit smaller as uh, the area was developed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is literally the last piece of sand in the whole area.
3: Seriously,
4: we're almost there,
0: right? <laughs> Just over the ridge, Stargate SG-1 are also filming. <laughs> he wasn't looking at it.
1: a bug? A space bug? That looks remarkably like the uh, capable of transiting through people uh, bug that was on that moon.
0: Yes, in the episode Prodigy. Probably the same special effect, just pulled out of storage.
1: Is it the same bug though? I was expecting a link back there.
0: Well, oh, they haven't seen them, have they?
1: No, but they probably. Uh, I mean, Joe at least should have read the SG reports.
0: What thousand mission reports? <laughs> Why would he? Uh, they do love calling back to past missions. They've done it before. Yes, yeah, not a a hive ship then. Gullington's. A wraith cruiser, which we do see in full flight later in the season.
4: Hmm. Have you seen one like this before? It's too small to be a hive ship.
2: I've had a pair of those binoculars, and they're crap. You wouldn't be able to see that well. <laughs> <Maybe>.
4: <laughs> Whatever it is, it took a hell of a hit. <laughs> Score one for the ancient satellite. There's still, some skeletons down there. Guess everyone didn't die in the crash. Getting any life signs? I think we can rule that out. It's just a precaution. Fine.
1: Look, McKay, put your iPad away. No, it's
4: just us and the glowing bugs, nothing coming from the ship.
0: Good. So McKay might regret that. Just us and the glowing bugs. We're safe.
1: Yeah, because the glowing bugs are so safe the last time we saw them.
0: Ah. Extensive use was made of the cobweb machine for this set. Hmm. picking up faint power readings
1: why are they shining torches around it's incredibly bright there
0: ah, not inside though always been one issue with Stargate when filming on sets without any light they've got to have some people with torches hmm. sensible Abrams yep I wouldn't be going in there either
4: Maybe one of us
1: should stay outside. Yeah, red shorted Abrams. I know how you feel, but how many opportunities like this are we going to get? Well, if it doesn't work out well, we're going to get one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul Miguel, who plays Abrams, like I said, uh, he's been in Dead Zone, Men With Brooms, and also in the Mr. Hockey TV movie, which Michael Shanks is also in.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Premieres, uh, I believe, on the Hallmark Channel. Uh, stick with the group. <laughs> Silly boy. You know, red shirt written all over
1: That's what I said.
0: <laughs> now, according to the commentary, which uh, Peter DeLuise and Dan Shea, there is an actor under all that crap.
4: <laughs> oh, dear. Or it wasn't that long ago. All right. at all want samples.
0: Told you do not want to go to the toilet before we cover you in this sort of stuff. <laughs> Once it's on...
1: Are we sure it's dead?
0: <laughs> Poking with a stick.
1: Hmm.
0: A wraith that's been fed on by a wraith.
1: Yeah, but that's a drone. I thought McKay was in a permanent state of anxiety. <laughs> Not true. Okay. This
4: is different. Wraith cannibalism? Looks like it. They feed up each other. Probably as a last resort. I guess someone tried to survive as long as possible. Okay, that is incredibly disturbing. No kidding. You know, I wonder if there's... Guys!
0: <laughs> now you start to get a little worried. How long did they survive? Yep. That oh, his head's moving.
1: I expected it to move there, you know, just a... boop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's where he
2: actually did move. i sign his head was moving then. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> They're bodies. Human bodies. They have chambers like this on hive ships.
0: A nice combination of practical set and matte painting.
4: I don't understand. The Wraith cocoon humans. They keep the bodies in a sort of suspended animation so later they can...
0: The actual uh, pods we get to see are from the episode Lifeboat, Stargate SG-1 episode, Michael Shanks 24s.
4: Well, that's a way to feed the Wraith that were laying siege to Atlantis. Well, that's terrifying. Gaul, Abrams, check it out, but be careful. What? No, wait! Where are you going? Well, the ship's got to have a bridge. Maybe we can get some useful intel. So you're just leaving us here? What's the problem? They're all dead. That's the problem! Just get some DV and a rough
0: head count. We'll stay in radio contact. I'll say he is right. Yeah. It is a little disturbing when the supply ship is just full of thousands of humans.
4: Um no, no. you want to field work. This, this is field work. Like,
1: hey, okay, you send incredibly smug. Now you're dashing after, right, Jeff? <laughs> so you don't get left behind. He feels
0: just safe enough to uh, show off a bit.
1: And then leg it. Yeah, he's got a Daniel Jackson camera. Dark footage.
3: Lieutenant, I'd like you to put a team on standby for a rescue mission.
1: Is the Major alright?
3: I'm sure everything's fine. i just like to have a team ready.
4: So, just in case?
1: <laughs> he looks a little tense, doesn't he? Just in
0: case. Mm. Well, he doesn't get out to play very often. So, when Shepard goes off by
1: himself. Oh, he spends so much time in the gym. He's like, I'm wearing a tank top. I'm to show off my big, muscly arm.
4: I'm not picking up anything in the EM spectrum.
1: So, you're not picking up anything?
4: I may need to rig up a secondary power source so we can interface with their computer systems.
0: Nice little touch to have the floors covered with sand.
4: Mm-hmm. Why do you think the Wraith could feed on all those humans back there? Well, they're capable of hibernating for hundreds of years at a time. But, uh, I mean, think about it. Ten thousand years ago, roughly the dawn of human civilization. So there's no chance No, to... no, 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 no. Are you kidding? Well, maybe.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's it. Talk yourself <laughs> yeah. into it, McKay.
4: no, no. No living thing could survive that long under those conditions. It was
1: ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, it would require an incredible power source capable of sustaining the stored humans in suspended animation almost the entire time. So it's possible. Oh my god, it is possible. We gotta get out of here. (laughs) He
3: doesn't
0: look convinced. No.
4: (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well done.
0: (laughs) Now he's worried. Yeah.
3: Major, are you trying to scare me to death? I'm probably being a little overcautious,
4: but... Uh, we
1: should start a jump. We
4: need to what? Major, say again, your radio's breaking up. Let's fall back to our point of ingress. We're headed back to the jumper.
2: Gonna need a bigger gun. i yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll to scare you Wait more. for it.
0: <laughs>
3: I just saw something in the corridor behind you. We can't go that way. Major, I just saw something...
0: Dr Brendan Gal, it's played by Richard Cox, a Welsh actor. He's been in once upon a time, fringe, motive, has done a whoa, a lot of voice work. He's got a gun. Hey, watch
3: it.
1: <laughs>
0: <pointing at> <laughs> <laughs> you can go that way. Whatever it was has gone through that way.
1: Behind you!
0: Oh there's something
2: <laughs> behind me, isn't there? Good morning, Sunshine.
0: Got him. i um, Oh, Abrams. We knew him for so little time.
1: Yeah, but let's face it. He was practically written. You know, he was so young and tasty.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, may have been why he went for him. You can go one of the two. More life force.
1: Yeah. You could go for the salad, or you go for the twelve-inch pizza with sausage.
0: <laughs> with sausage. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Take him back. Have him later when I feel peckish.
1: He is dead. It's worse than that. He's dead, Rodney.
4: God, this is Shepard. Come in. Must have taken him.
0: Why'd you give over? Well, hey, cat interference.
1: He's making noise in the background.
0: What
4: are you doing? Taking his weapons and his ammo here. What you have?
0: Gun? Now you have two. Yeah, so you don't need it anymore. No, you have two.
4: <laughs> I plan on going after God. I plan on getting the hell out of here. I swear there
3: was nothing alive when I scanned for life signs. They don't
1: show up as life signs when they're hibernating. Anyone recall that first-person shoot rise of the triads? Yeah. Okay. Two guns.
0: Let's go. Akimbo.
1: Okay, we woke them.
0: They really should have thought of that, though. I mean, they've had enough experience of scanning wraith.
1: Mm-hmm. Breathy, grunting. Mm. Yes. That's what the subtitle says.
0: Now this wraith. It's played by James Lafenzanos, Canadian actor. He appeared in fifteen <laughs> episodes of Stargate SJ. Always as a Wraith. Would you like to know what this Wraith is called? Todd. Barry. <laughs> Mr. Hooper.
2: Mr. Hooper.
0: <laughs> James has been in Cobert Affairs, Supernatural, Battlestar Galactica, and ties up Bind.
4: They're not even overdue yet.
3: Doesn't matter. Call it intuition, paranoia, or we can just call it a drill. Either way, I want you to go now.
4: I
1: like
0: it. We're no Shepard. <laughs> when him and McKay agree on something, they're up to no good. <laughs> Markham.
3: Good. You could use some piloting practice. And I'll pack enough ordnance to fight a small war. Let's hope you don't have to. Yes, ma'am.
1: He <laughs> to fight a small war? <laughs> but Rainbow wants to fight a small war. He wants to blow things up. Missile launcher, launch it just in case. I came to Pegasus Gallery to explore, meet new life, and blow it up. blow the <laughs> yeah, but... I was trying to avoid the swear words, it saves editing on my spot later. What's that? I
4: don't know. But I don't have the ordinance I should have.
0: (laughs) 10,000 year old hand grenades. Hmm. They may work, they may not. (laughs) Don't want to rely on them.
4: What world are you from?
3: You're gonna kill me
1: anyway.
4: You have come here by ship.
1: Where is it? You're gonna kill me anyway. Oh, well, he got lines. <laughs> but
4: not all at once.
0: Again, Richard, when he got wrapped in this, go to the toilet before we start.
1: Surely you could hook up sort of through the liquid bottle and funnel.
0: Yeah, not ideal on the open set, though, is it? You know. Mm. Yes. Make sure the gun's not pointing at me back. Ow. Ooh, messy.
1: Yeah, well, he doesn't have time to feed and eat. Watch him. Boing. Whee!
0: <laughs> a little camera trickery. They had him on a pulley and filmed it so he jumped up in the air and then the second shot pulling him straight up. So it looked in one smooth motion. Thought they would have just made him fall and re- reversed it.
1: Go away! <laughs> oh dear.
0: <laughs> you look older, dude.
4: He's left a ship.
3: Yeah. He <laughs> killed Abrams we know you're so fast it fed off me you're gonna be alright he was taking my life I could feel it right, all right.
4: right,
0: listen to me listen to me (laughs) (laughs) yep yes you are good to know you would have lived at least another ten years
3: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I'm sure the paralysis is just temporary
4: you'll be alright in a few hours
3: I I told him where we left the jumper he took my remote
0: oh dear oh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> damn you you should have died <laughs>
4: for the main reason the ancient technology only works if the operator has a specific gene either way he's still going to have all of our weapons food and water who cares what if he can use our subspace radio to signal his friends we <laughs> might be able to do that, <laughs> that he's got a head start That can be pretty fast elizabeth will send another jumper we just need to just wait stay longer. with him no please don't leave us he's right we should stick together He killed Abrams. And I'm as sorry about that as you are, but just because we both made an in job... I don't don't have time to argue about this! Now set your radio to channel two, but don't use it till you hear from me. Ooh, Shepard's ticked off. They
0: can't let the Wraith have the run of the jumper. Yep. And they can't leave him there unguarded. And there's only McKay, and whether he likes it or not, he's got to stand up and be counted now. Running in sand is hard. Peter in the commentary actually praised Joe for all the running he did in this episode. Very hot day as well.
1: Because uh, basically, one mile in sand is the equivalent to three miles in more solid ground. Mm.
0: One of the problems they had was the amount of footprints everybody were leaving, though. They had to <laughs> constantly wipe out the uh, tracks of the crew and everything. Peter said, "You don't know how uh, Lawrence of Arabia managed."
1: <laughs> they had epic production values. Yes, problem. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. Most of it. Anything.
3: Well, he just the one. You're not going to let me die out here, are you? No, you're ridiculous. You know, because people would talk.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Why would
3: they do that? It's obvious. You're afraid I'll outshine you. My mind, my youth. <laughs> How much of my life did he take? You look fine. Because that's what they do, isn't it? They take years
1: off your life. I look old, don't I? You look older. Uh, looking at it, I'd say he probably took about 40. There's
3: no point in doing this. Rodney,
1: show me.
0: To be honest, it's not a great makeup effect for aging. It's just Mm. like his skin's mottled and very heavy sunburn. Does look very blistered. Mind you, spending four or five hours in the makeup chair, then cover him in uh, cobwebs, it's Mm. kind of wasted.
4: Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know how it works, Brendan. I don't think anybody does. Maybe you haven't really aged. Maybe it doesn't work that way. it's possible that in time you could get better I mean, the important thing is that you're still alive
0: now that shot, even though it looks very simple very Mm. difficult to do because Mm. neither actor could see themselves in the mirror because they both had to align up on the camera Mm they were both going left a bit, right a bit hold it there
1: yeah, I'm sure you have lost control of your (laughs) ladder
0: yeah is that torch in your pocket? not that extremity
3: Mm. (laughs) but you don't want to find the stupid satellite (coughs) don't make me laugh yeah,
0: you shouldn't, shouldn't laugh. It's not so good. <laughs> Don't make him laugh. <laughs> Give him your lip balm or chapstick or whatever. He needs it.
1: These following tracks? So these are tracks <laughs> he didn't wipe out?
0: Well, they've got four of them going towards the uh, cruiser. <sighs> Clever. Mm. Probably knows more about the jumper than Shepard does.
1: bing bingley, bingley,
0: Now, this is the problem we get. The actual full-size replica isn't full-size, it's only about two-thirds scale. So when you see him inside, it looks huge, and when you see him outside, it looks smaller. <laughs> it won't work. Yes. Where's the on button?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Upset. Let's just confirm your location with noise. Joe's looking a bit lacquered.
0: Well, I think Shepard had a good idea where he was
1: going. don't <laughs> looks like a very wide barrel.
0: How much hand movement is he making on that control stick?
1: I see they're wearing the desert fatigue. <laughs> yes. Be careful, Lieutenant. Yes, ma'am. Gull
3: said something about radio being a problem on the surface, so hopefully the jumper's subspace communications are just down.
0: You can see now, that that jumper looks huge inside.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
4: going to be your call. Yes, ma'am, it is.
0: <laughs> You're in charge. <laughs> of all the security personnel on the base, I took Taylor. I don't blame him, but... <laughs>
4: Son of a bitch beat me to it. He's fast. Then you should get back here. Negative. There's no point in you being out there... this aboard my ship. What are you, Captain Kirk? What good's it going to do him? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another little callback was when they jumped off, stepped off the jumper and said, Remember where we parked, which is from uh, Star Trek 4.
4: You have any idea how long the days are on this planet? No, why? I got a feeling the nights are pretty damn cold. Sub
1: zero cold. What's well, all coming down?
0: It's ice. Ice, yeah. Well, actually, zeiss, which is the same material they use in uh, nappies for absorbency. See? Peter Deloise, a font of information on the commentary.
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking, how the would Mike know that? <laughs> <laughs> Aspects of your past,
0: I was not aware of. <laughs> be fair, Dan Shea was also on the commentary, and as he says, he had nothing to do with this episode whatsoever. He just thought it might be fun to do the commentary. <laughs> These
4: guys do die if you have enough firepower. Eventually, yes, but try and stay positive.
0: Uh, the problem is, Mr Hooper is just fed, so he's at his yep. peak. At his strongest. Yeah.
4: Well, see, things are looking up. <laughs>
0: Now now. Feeling a bit. We could read toys.
1: Nothing he knows who to use.
0: Don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> this is Major John Shepherd.
0: Ooh. A voice it's from the box. Mm.
4: With, I'd like it back. This ship is Lancian. Yes, it is. The Lancians on the verge of defeat. Well, you weren't around for the end of the war. Your side lost. Impossible. It's true. You're the last of your kind. Yes, you at the siege. Atlantis was all that remained. Victory was inheritable. Uh, you can see for yourself, my ship is Lantean.
1: Got, like you a logical warfare. <laughs> around, <but the> <laughs> are all
2: Just giving around. me more of a reason to try and contact it's someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then again, he's got nothing to
0: lose, has he really? <laughs> I suppose John wants him to come out of the jumper. Yes. It.
4: Why don't you come down to your own ship and see for yourself? <sighs> I'll be waiting for
0: I suppose that's one advantage of the Wraith, pretty much, technology-wise, levelling it out over the last 10,000 years. They have never need to advance to take on an enemy. So all the technology he's familiar with is present right now.
4: Mm.
1: I just want to shoot them while he's still in the jumper.
0: I'd prefer to get down the ramp a little bit further, though.
1: Yeah, I would. You might get it through and through.
0: One thing that is different between SGA and SG-1, SGA use a lot more CGI bullet effects.
1: He's awake, he's playing possum. Shoot him again, I'd shoot him in the crotch.
0: He <laughs> <You> did do. <laughs> of course, firing at that angle, he got a good chance of the bullet ricocheting up and hitting something delicate. <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> now, now. Ah. 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 Oh. <laughs> he's figured out what the gun's for now. <sighs>
0: Would you keep a loaded gun, though, in a case? Wouldn't you
1: keep the ammo and the gun separate? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> and the gun's jammed because it's covered in sand. Run, He's out. used energy weapons that don't run out that quickly. Hmm. <laughs> I've been in the
2: military, and that's a major fault, having a loaded weapon just in there. Run, Shepard. Yeah, even in a secure case, seems... <laughs> Love it, barrel roll. And in sand of all
0: places, it gets everywhere.
1: That were a stuntman, I trust. Oh, that weren't a stuntman. I
0: mean, Joe was up for this sort of stuff. Well, that's blown it. We've only got so many P90s, we can't afford to lose them.
1: He didn't hit him in the arm, he hit him in the chest.
0: No, he hit the P90, which the bullet ricocheted up and hit his arm.
2: I got some shrapnel.
0: That's why his gun doesn't work.
1: Yeah, that's That's his hand, because that's a good idea given what's going to happen.
4: You cannot hope to
1: defeat me! Oh, no, he's a bit hungry again. He's starting to feel a bit weak, because he had to heal. Yes, and he left his snack.
3: Yeah, what did I tell you, huh? Run. I don't feel so good. Water. I need some water.
0: Have they actually sterilised the <laughs> I'm going say waste of okay. water.
4: <laughs> Major, what's happening? I thought you should know. Round one was a draw.
0: I wouldn't call that a draw.
4: Mm-hmm. Me neither. I took some fire. Were you injured? Yeah, that's what I mean by I took some fire. <laughs> but I don't think it's too bad. My P90's out of commission. He found a 9mm in the jumper, figured out how to use it pretty fast. Well, the Wraith will heal itself. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Put at least 20 shots into him and a couple more for good measure. I've seen Wraith go down and stay down with far Farlass. This guy's different somehow. Dr. Beckett has theorized that the Wraith's ability to heal itself is directly proportional to how recently the Wraith is fed.
1: Yeah, you think? Could <laughs>
0: have mentioned that a bit earlier.
4: I think there's got to be more to it than that.
0: Probably fortunate the Ricochet did is <sighs> alien grenade. Early.
4: All right, then stick a gun in his hand. Major? Just in case I don't make it back. Ship Shepard out.
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Excellent foresight there by the commander. <laughs> Be careful
1: yep. Ooh, that's red Okay And it's counting down, I throw it away now Don't stand there and stare at it
0: Blinking blood. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good explosion that was <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Could really upset the little alien energy creatures If he dropped it down one of their holes. Mm-hmm.
4: Major, what the hell was that? I almost blew myself up what? Stay off the radio, I'm busy.
3: Alright. He's busy. <laughs> you want to get out there and help him, don't you?
4: What? Me go up against a wraith, you're kidding?
3: You do. No. <laughs> no. No way. You've changed. You really want to get out there. Shut up. Don't get me wrong. I'm impressed. You want in the fight. The Rodney McKay, I knew it. You do. hurt the man. We're staying right
0: here.
1: <sighs> yes, you do.
0: <laughs> Rodney's first step to a galactic hero.
1: That's at least two seasons away.
0: Oh, you got to start somewhere.
1: Hmm.
3: Take this, but don't shoot at anything until I tell you to. Okay. Okay.
0: Actually, running towards the sound of gunfire—that's courageous.
1: I know a witness to the Dublin bombings who said he actually got blown off his bike by one of them, and he said he saw the bravest thing he'd ever seen: a cop who looked about nineteen running towards the source of the explosion. You know, the dust cloud and stuff where everyone else was screaming and running away. Yeah. Mm. That dedication to job and the perceived invincibility of youth.
2: Hmm. Hmm. The clear head.
1: I was just thinking, what, what we hadn't had a chocolate. That looks like a fig bar.
0: Hmm. It looks something rather soft and gooey. <laughs> Not something you want if you ain't got much water. It's hungry. Now, why would that be attracted by confectionery? Why would it? Careful, go straight for your knife. <laughs> oh yeah, like. they doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
4: You want some of this?
1: Science fiction, doesn't have to make sense.
0: You've got to make some sense. I mean if it was attracted by the energy of the grenade as it activated.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh he went to get his friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I suppose the implication is that they're not energy beings, they're just very small creatures with some sort of bioluminescence.
1: Mm-hmm. Incredibly bright bioluminescence, <laughs> if it can be sick full sunlight.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps they're all around you, but they're kind of the warriors or something.
1: Maybe if I pet you, you will not hop on things.
0: Kitties returned.
1: He's figuring it out. This week on Wraith Krypton Factor.
0: <laughs> pretty tricky considering the huge nails he's got on his uh, gloved hands.
1: Mm-hmm. Looks like a flare.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I say, this guy isn't just a, a run of the mill guard, you know. he's, and I'm pretty sure, as we've seen, that the Wraith aren't all uh, cut from the same cloth. This guy is resourceful, intelligent, as we've seen, would do anything to survive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's also a little gullible. As a distraction, not so good, although it's nice to know that standard SG kit includes orange flares. For road safety, you understand. After all, far more useful than a stick of dynamite, or other explosive that would come in jolly handy right now. (laughs) He looks happy, doesn't he? You know, (laughs) something different. Hey, food! And he's figured out how to use the energy shield. Don't do it, John. Someone's got some new toys. Don't do it, John. He just
1: said washing John, doesn't he? Not full speed.
0: Slow down, John. I've seen this twice already. He did sort of
1: slide through it, though.
0: It made a much easier stunt and special effect to have the shield curved so he could fall like that. Mm. Like sliding into, I assume, home plate as a baseball player or something.
1: Yes, well, I suppose uh, better. I figured it would be an energy shield like the gold one. You know, so it bounced them more. off because it reflects and amplifies in direct proportion to the amount of energy on the right. thing which drives it. Mm,
2: and yeah, it does make more sense that it's a globe or a sphere, not a cube shield.
1: Yes, as uh, I believe Delta found out when they started flying first and they kept losing planes because <laughs> they'd square windows. There's a point of weakness and they develop fractures Yes you can
3: What difference does it make? You and I both know I'm not going to make it Stop being so dramatic, you're getting stronger by the minute I've never felt so weak Then stop talking I'm dying Rodney I can feel it Stop it I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse You left me with just enough life So that you'd have to watch me die Listen to me All you need is a good meal, a pot of tea, and to stop talking. And Brendan, I'm sorry. He said to stop talking. I'm sorry. I (laughs) I like this guy.
0: As you were, as you were. I heard somebody say that once. I had to use it.
1: He looks like he's hurt. He probably cracked the rib.
0: <laughs> okay, that doesn't work. That's a reflective knife. That is. Mm-hmm. You can actually believe that uh, the Ray thought it would separate them. Oh, here they come again! <laughs> <laughs> not now. He's busy.
1: It's like Daniel with chocolate. Yeah. It's a shame they're not. They go through you guys. <laughs>
0: Okay, be careful because this guy isn't going to play around. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think he's feeding off them as well? I mean, they are a life form.
1: They're very bear- they're Pringles.
0: Mm. Pringles. Oh, yeah, but we should you have one.
1: You can't have just one. <laughs> finger, f- <laughs> finger food.
4: We may be able to make radio contact now, sir. Major, this is Lieutenant Ford. Come
1: in.
0: Seriously, Taylor, have you been standing up for the entire trip? 15 hours. <laughs> You think you just set the autopilot and doze off? Yeah, wake me up when we get there.
4: Or maybe they can't get a signal on the planet. See if you can make this thing go a little faster. Do you think I'm a fool, Major Shepard? There's nowhere for you to go on this world! but I upon you, I will savour the taste of your defiance. Hey you, over here.
0: Convenient. In this desert, there are these huge stones. Mm-hmm. Don't lean too hard on them, because they might move.
4: The days on this planet are long, but the nights are cold. Sooner or later, I will have you. I can't hear you threatening to suck the life out of me until you hit the button on the radio.
0: <laughs> he's not impressed with Shepard, is he?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no, he should be able to hear Shepard when he's that close. Mm. Now, how did he read that grenade? Ooh.
0: yeah, that... Ooh, messy.
1: <laughs> crispy Hooper.
0: I think you've got to take liberties with the armament there. It's a little bit of a stretch.
1: Now, yeah, go up and shoot me in the head a couple mm. of times. Yeah, as well he's down, quick, put the boot in. Mm. From
2: the same position he looks at him through the binoculars and the knife. God knows
0: how far away and inside, deep inside the ship. Mm. You heard this one clear enough. You hear that?
3: No. I thought I heard something. Maybe there's another
4: one hibernating. No. Yes, Rodney. go. It's been too long. I think the Major could be in trouble, and if he's in trouble, we're in trouble.
0: <laughs>
2: McKay to the rescue. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, I don't feel confident.
3: I'm not going anywhere. Okay. That's okay. Go. Rodney, just go. Save the day.
4: What I really want to do is call him on the radio, but I'm afraid if he's hiding from the Wraith, I might inadvertently give away his position, and let's face it. What chance do guys we have against the Wraith The shepherd can't take him out? I was hoping you'd be strong enough,
0: then I... This is actually quite sad. It gets dark. Now, for Stargate, that's quite... Dark. It is. Yes. For a pre-universe, yeah. have him just die. Incredibly brave, though.
1: You said incredible just as the wraith opened his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah, you have got to
0: be kidding You've you. got to be impressed, haven't you? <laughs> this guy's been going through a lot.
4: I have been upon countless thousands of humans and landians, even upon my own crew. And I will feed upon you before this day is done.
0: Yes, but which tasted the best? Mm. In a blind taste test. <laughs>
4: Major, this is Lieutenant Ford. Please respond. Lieutenant, I like your timing.
1: You're shooting blind.
4: Sir, we're still two zero minutes away at top speed. In case your timing sucks, get here as soon as you can.
1: Suddenly <laughs> <So> your timing's <laughs> not so good.
4: You need me to get off this planet. I'm the only one who fly that ship.
1: He does look a bit...
0: He's a little worse for wear, but understandable.
4: I've
2: lost count. That should have been 15 by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's a spirit. He's figured that out. Oh. Throw the gun at him. You never know, you might get lucky. Got a knife, I got to say.
2: This isn't going to end well.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Oh. <laughs> nice little bit of wire work to pull the stuntman yay
1: mckay
0: <laughs> he's been practicing as well McKay!
1: what do i do now
0: <laughs> <Keep firing laughs> you
1: yeah you can actually hit him from that distance that's actually not bad
0: okay now what reload <laughs> seriously mckay come on i'll be keeping my head in a full shepherd Wraith made a mistake there, he should have acted one way or the other.
3: They're picking up their life signs on the
4: planet.
1: Head straight forward. Sir, we're picking you
4: up on the hunt. Well, at least he's
1: easier to hit now. No more bullets! Run away! <laughs> yes.
2: Do not still want me to stand here? <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> going to be hurting Bonnie that's why. Ah the chocolate bar in the belt trick. Mm-hmm. Those alien life forms. What have they done? They got up this morning. Oh a nice warm day as per usual.
4: Board, lock on to the biggest life signals you can see. And fire. Negative, sir, you're too close. That's in order, Lieutenant. Do it. Fire on that time. Rodney, run. McKay, run!
0: At least he didn't say which direction. <laughs> Incoming. Oh, you're commanding officer. Oh, you're in charge. Live through this. <laughs> okay. I think that was a dummy. <laughs> I'd have been seriously impressed if it was a stuntman who was standing in the middle of the uh, explosion.
1: I, th- I think he-, he should be Kibble now. All right, he's one he- with the sand. Okay. Still here,
3: sir? This is Ford. The target is gone. Ow.
4: It's about damn time.
3: We got here as soon as we could, Major.
4: That's what I meant. Thanks. You're welcome, sir. We'll be there in just a few minutes. We can wait.
0: Just have a hand creeping towards you as we add rising.
3: Mmm.
0: This is what happens when you let yourself get curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rodney?
2: I suppose, it, I suppose it proves those little creatures weren't the same ones from an earlier episode because he was actually squishing them. You can hear him zap. Yeah.
1: Well, no, if he drains all the life out of them.
2: Yeah, but no, I tried to go through <laughs> him and attack. Dr. Lena done a lot worse in that episode. Or a lot less, I should say.
1: No, I am not food. Stop trying to eat me. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: No, I don't envy McKay writing this report.
1: Mm. Why is McKay right writing the report?
0: we you've got to write his side of the events, because the wasn't there. As we've seen in SG 1, every member of the team up and writes their own mission report. They're all seeing you,
2: members.
4: You'll have to put the ship back together. Provided you can disarm the shield. Fine.
3: As long as we get to go home.
4: You can die. Huh. Thank
0: you. Yeah, for all <laughs> we know, the ray's done so much damage, it's never going to fly again.
1: I can explain why we didn't see the J 1 on it, you know? You know, because if it was damaged slash destroyed, you wouldn't see it again and there'd be continuity errors.
2: Mm. They'd have to find his arm piece so I could get back in because that shield's
0: still active. <laughs> well, I suppose the uh, control from the other jumper activates this one as well. And mm. a key to individual jumpers, which could be awkward. Yep. Can't really ring up the AA or whatever the equivalent is in Australia to have the nice man come out and unlock your car for you.
1: Now he retweeted us and Clarison replied pretty sure record podcast isn't in my job description it would be awesome if it was (laughs) getting paid to podcast can't be bad if anyone's gonna get paid to podcast it'd be Kevin Batchelder the man who's in more podcast frame with anyone
0: (laughs) that was The Defiant One pretty good episode for McKay took his first steps beefing up generating a backbone (laughs) all the better for it indeed another Wraith Mr Hooper
1: not for very long
0: no no didn't last as long as Steve
1: are we establishing now an SGA trope that uh, if someone other than the core four, i.e. Rainbow, Taylor, McKay and Shepherd, on the uh, away team, they're not coming back.
0: Going to be very likely, isn't it?
1: Yeah. excepting Carson, obviously.
0: Yeah, because most of the time when they go out, it's four, maybe five people just because of the jumper. If they go through the gate, then it's going to be the usual four
1: you're thinking, okay, he's in the credits, she's in the credits, he's in the credits, he's not in the <laughs> credits, but he's got a credit.
0: That's the way you got to look at it, because even in uh, non-genre shows, say uh, a crime drama or a police procedural, when you see a guest star come up well-known, you go, that's a killer, isn't it?
1: Or the victim.
0: Yep, he's not going to stick around for multiple shows. Well, the victim might actually die fairly quickly, so why have a decent guest star for that role?
1: There was an episode of CSI Vegas where it started off with three people dead and they still guest out, and they got lines and everything.
0: Oh, so it was a flashback.
1: No, Mm. they were dead and they were ghosts. They were trying to figure out what happened to them, how they died.
0: They were ghosts in a CSI series?
1: Essentially, (laughs) yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) Actually, I had mild respect for the original CSI, even though I don't watch it.
1: You're not a procedural person. That's.
0: I like procedurals. I watch CSI Miami. Uh,
1: My uh, tenant in Dublin watched CSI Miami because he said... uh, he likes sitting here in winter and looking at the sun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because it was an absolute riot.
1: Come on, I- I'm sure the writers tear themselves up given those cheesy pre-sunglasses lines.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I watched it. they the best. Yeah.
1: I've seen both launch crossover shows. Yeah. There's a colour scheme as well. CSI Vegas is black, CSI Miami is orange. And in the crossover between Miami and New York, Peruso is standing in sunlight in a window. Gary is standing in a blue shadow. Anyway, that's not really relevant to us.
0: We go on a tangent every now and again.
2: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the CSI podcast.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, imagine that many episodes of Stargate if you did CSI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd want to be paid for that.
1: If I'm going to podcast a uh, procedural-type thing, then I'm going to do NCIS. Great.
2: Agreed. <laughs>
0: Next week on Gatecast, Prometheus Unbound. Lieutenant General George S. Hammond returns and offers Dr. Daniel Jackson a chance to go with him on board the Prometheus to find out what happened to the missing Atlantis expedition. However, on the way, they pick up a distress signal and investigate. A cool warrior makes its way on board and imprisons Daniel and leaves the rest of the crew trapped on a damaged Elkesh. Daniel's in for a surprise. fun and high jinx and two. Really looking forward to that episode, and we have a guest. Jeff will be joining us for that So, tune in next week. Even better, send us a little bit of feedback, which we can include in the show. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically, Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at TheGatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. As we said, that was The Defiant One. We'll bid
2: our farewells. Brad. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been good.
1: Glad to welcome back. Brad, anyone who's crazy enough to get up at that hour of the morning to record with us is always welcome back. (laughs) Good fun. you validated my existence. (laughs) Yay! And goodbye from me as well, by the way.
0: Thank you. Okay, then, folks. See you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.